Alright, awesome. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports, and we are right here. Um, it, it's We're right in the middle of a phenomenal football season. Um, I'm extremely excited. And when I say the middle, I mean more like the beginning, though. So we're more like in the beginning of a phenomenal uh, football season. We have Andrew Erickson here with us, and we're going to get some great fantasy advice, some good um, back and forth about what's going on as it relates to fantasy to help you out with your fantasy teams. Andrew, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people so that they know who you are and, and what your credentials are. What's up, everybody? Yeah, so like I said, uh, I am Andrew Erickson. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Erickson underscore. The underscore is very important. And also you're going to follow somebody named at Andrew Erickson who is not going to help you in any fantasy football fashion whatsoever. But I, you can find a lot of my work. So I write for Gridiron Experts where I do a waiver wire column. And I also write a lot about daily fantasy football. Um, in addition to that, I also work for Pro Football Focus. So pretty, you know, I'm sure you guys are pretty familiar with Pro Football Focus being, you know, football fans. Um, so I'm actually an analyst for them as well. So I do a lot of film watching, um, a lot of film watching, you know, to really try to, you know, try to get everything out of the games as I can to really get an understanding and help you guys out, you know, with your fantasy lineups. Man, that is phenomenal. Um, for one, when I, when I hear Pro Football Focus, I know it's legit. I know it's real. I'm, like, even when I hear their ratings on players, I'm like, okay, cool. I got to go by that. Because that means a lot. I know you guys do a lot of film study to come up with those ratings. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, you know, we don't look at every player. You know, we look at teams as a whole, but then we also look at the individual players. So, you know, if one team has a really, you know, poor offensive performance, you can break it down by each individual player and be like, oh, well, you know, really the offensive line is, you know, only the center is really bad or the left tackle, the right tackle. You know, you can really figure out and kind of figure out, you know, where you can expose weaknesses and tendencies of players. You know, a really cool thing that they we do as well is, you know, wide receiver versus cornerback matchups. So, you know, hey, you know, who is my wide receiver on my fantasy team going to be facing, you know, most of the time? You know, a lot of times it's a favorable matchup. So even if the matchup is, you know, on like Yahoo is is a red matchup, you people shy away. But realistically, it's like, oh well, he's going to be lining up in the slot against that slot corner who you know got roasted last week. So a lot of extra stuff, and you know, obviously follow Pro Football Focus on Twitter and you know Gridiron Experts as well um, to really get a little bit more information. And also, I'm a contributor at another website, Crowworthy, um, where we have some hot cakes. Um, it's a little more um, for the older crowd, you know, anyone into, you know, sports gambling, fantasy, daily. Um, that's another website that I do a little bit more content for as well. That's awesome. Look, I, I say this. I, I, like I, I told you before, I kind of fashion myself a, a guru. I, I say it clowningly or jokingly, but um, here's what I did notice. I noticed no matter how much studying I do or, or how much I try to predict, there's some things that just surprise me based on what actually happens on the field. My first question to you is, were there any surprises um, that happened this week? Somebody who you didn't expect to produce like they did, but they actually shocked you in their production. I mean, it's got to be the man of the hour for the man of the NFL, and it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I did not think that the Conor McGregor clone that Ryan Fitzpatrick is, I did not think that he was going to be able to repeat, to repeat his performance from last week. Um, you know, he lit up the scoreboard last week, and, you know, everyone's like, oh, wow, you know, big game. But, you know, 
We've seen this before from Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's had big games. He had big games with the Jets, with the Texans. It's like, okay, um, but I'm not going to buy into it. And then what does he do? He just goes out again, throws another four touchdowns, 400-plus yards, and it's like, wow, like everyone in the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers are 2-0. and Everybody was calling this team a dumpster fire, including myself. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. Uh, but Fitzpatrick has basically proved everybody wrong and has just been straight out balling on defenders, and and he's taken over the league. Like it's crazy. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I I saw him on the waiver wire in several leagues um, this last past week, and I passed him every single time, thinking that it just can't be real. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. We know Fitzmagic, you know what I mean? Like, we've seen Fitzmagic before, just like you said. And then we're like, nah, that was the Saints. Now, I'm a Saints fan, but even still, I was like, you know, maybe they're reverting back to their old ways, and he just, you know, he just went off on them, just kind of, like, feeling themselves too much. So you're right. I actually, I absolutely can feel that. Um, now, let me ask you this. After you saw the Conor McGregor look from him and you see the different swag from him, are you trusting him in week three? I am trusting him in week three. It, I mean, when you get the when you get the quarterback that's hot right now, you got to ride the flames. I mean, he's on fire. He's got you know he's clicking on all cylinders with with Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson, Chris Godwin, OJ Howard. They're doing everything right, and you can't deny. And then the matchup is great. He's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just got roasted by Patrick Mahomes for six touchdowns. So I don't yeah, see how you yeah, yeah. can't. I can't. I don't see how you can't love Fitzpatrick in this matchup. Um, it's just I I can't see any reason to not buy into him at least into week three. You know, maybe down the line. Okay, yeah, probably it's going to return to the mean. He's probably going to turn to Fitzpatrick again. But as of week three, do you need a starter? You know, someone to stream off the waiver wire because, like you said, you know. A lot of people, I think, kind of thought this similar to us, where you, they saw him last week, and they're like, oh, well, it's not going to be real. I'm not going to, you know, buy into that. But I think this is going to be the week people pick him up, and I think a lot of people are going to start him against the Pittsburgh. Based on what you think, does that, um, in turn, also increase the value of guys like Deshaun Jackson, who people also didn't believe in? Um, does that also increase um, the productivity of guys like Chris Godwin? Yeah, I, I really love Chris Godwin. Um, see, with him, it's it's weird because he doesn't really get a lot of the volume, you know, with obviously Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans there, but he's been super productive. Um, I know dating back to the last season, anytime he got, um, I think it was around, you know, over six targets. Any game he had over six targets, he had at least 86 yards receiving um, or a touchdown. So he produces even with, you know, a minimal target share and – Deshaun Jackson, it's just, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick in, is in full send mode. He's just launching passes down the field, and that's what Deshaun Jackson does. And, and the, thing that, the thing that differs between Fitzpatrick and Winston is James Winston targets his tight ends a lot more. Um, I know that Fitzpatrick threw a touchdown to O.J. Howard last weekend, or uh, this, in week two, but for the most part, Fitzpatrick really targets his wide receivers. So... That's why we're seeing a lot of production from Evans and from Jackson. So if you have any of these Buccaneers, like, you have to play them. You need to pick them up, play them, because you want to be part of this, uh, this juggernaut for as long as, it, as long as it keeps going. 
That is, that is awesome. Um, okay, so Fitzpatrick is somebody who surprised you. Um, were there anybody who disappointed you? Like you, you expected a lot of productivity based on the matchups, and they just didn't give you that. Yeah, so I don't know what the caveat with this one is, but I was, I was really screaming Mike Wallace for daily fantasy. I really liked his matchup going against the Buccaneers. I thought that I, I think the Buccaneers have a terrible defense, which in part, in part why Ryan Fitzpatrick is doing so well because he's got to score a bunch of points. Their secondary is, is terrible. They're starting two rookie cornerbacks, and I thought, you know, Mike Wallace, you know, he's a big deep threat guy. Um, Nick Foles had targeted him deep a lot in week one. His, you know, average depth per target was like 36 yards down the field. So I'm like, this is a sneaky play, uh, Mike Wallace. And then, go and behold, he catches one pass, breaks his leg, and it's a penalty, so it doesn't even count as a catch. So uh, so Mike Wallace really, you know, I had him in a bunch of DFS lineups, and uh, let's just say it, it didn't really pan out too well for uh, for Mr. Wallace. Man, that, yeah, I understand that completely. That sucks. I think everybody was kind of relying on him doing a little bit more. And after you saw Breeze light them up the way he did with just basically Michael Thomas, you expected for, you know, it to be wide open. But it, it oh, yeah. didn't work out that way. Yeah, and then uh, another guy as well is just, it's it sucks, but it's uh, it's David Johnson. David Johnson has been... A, a disappointment so far this season. You know, I took him number one overall in one of my leagues, and it's, it's a tough pill to swallow right now. Man, I oh, <laughs> so my question is now. I've seen these transactions in a few different leagues where people are um, participating in the buy low situation with um, with a David Johnson, where he is struggling. He's not really being used the way um, that people envisioned him being used, right? They're kind of going more ground and pound with him. Um, so, I mean, people are just kind of buying. Like, some people are saying, you know what, cool, if you're, if you're frustrated with him, trade him to me. Do you suggest that people go ahead and buy low on David Johnson thinking that he'll return later? Or do you think people should take advantage of those people who are looking to buy low? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because – the only league I want to buy David Johnson low in is the league that I already have him in, so I can't, so I can't make any transactions. Um, so, you know, as a David Johnson owner, because I'm, you know, I'm in both situations. I'm, I'm an owner in one league, and then I could be a buyer in another league. So, as the owner, I have to realize that okay, I, I can't really sell him right now unless I'm going to sell him for another kind of buy low candidate. So another kind of high-profile player, you know, a highly drafted player, maybe at another position. Um, I've seen trades go like a, like a David Johnson for an Odell Beckham, where Odell Beckham, you know, is tied to the Giants offense that equally looks, you know, pretty much not as bad as Arizona, but, you know, a very poor offense in itself. So that's something that's kind of, you know, stirred around in my head if I can move him for a, a receiver instead of the running back position. But you're never going to get back what – you invested in him. And I think that the sooner you accept that and, and realize, okay, David Johnson, he may not be an RB1. You, you need to, you know, process that through your mind and, and realize, yes, he's not an RB1, but he's still probably going to be a top 24 guy. He's still probably going to do some things correct. I mean, he's still a very talented player. They just need to find ways to get him in space. 
He's an elite pass-catching running back. Um, and, and there is hope because there is a rookie quarterback that can, can play. So there is a chance that things can change as opposed to where if there was no rookie quarterback and it was going to be Sam Bradford no matter what, then you'd be looking at something different and you're like, there's really no hope for change here. Um, so I would say, you know, if you have him, hold him. And if you are interested in buying low on him, definitely send out some feelers, you know, package some guys. Um, and I definitely think, because, I mean, as a David Johnson owner, I am very, very tempted to move him um, because mm-hmm. it, it is a very scary uh, situation that he's currently in. Wow. Okay. So we have those people who have David Johnson, Mike Wallace, um, those people who kind of presented disappointments. Do you see any, um, any letdowns coming up this week? Like people who are kind of thinking that, um, you know, certain people were produced and you foresee them not producing this week. Yeah, so so the big one here is is Ben Roethlisberger. So the thing is, it's it you want to just buy into him easily. He's got the great matchups playing the Buccaneers, who have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And the only thing is, he's playing on the road, and Big Ben sucks on the road. I don't know why. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks struggle on the road, but him in particular, he just always finds ways to just play so much worse on the road. So, especially coming off a week where he finishes the quarterback one, I, I think that Ben Roethlisberger is going to disappoint some fantasy owners this week. I'm not saying he's going to have a total dud week and totally kill your fantasy team, but I think if you think he's going to score another 39 points like he did this week, even though the matchup could dictate that, kind of, you know, I think Ben Roethlisberger, you know, he's still, and it's a big sample size with his road splits, home road splits. He's always struggled on the road, and I think that they're going to use a lot of the ground game, and he's probably going to throw a couple of interceptions here and there. So I think that Big Ben is one guy that I wouldn't be so hesitant, you know, always automatically starter. You know, there may be some other guys I think that I would try to play over Big Ben, um, just because of he's just because he's playing on the road, and, it, and it's definitely a cause for concern. Um, I noticed something this week, um, and you know I, I'm probably not the only person who noticed it. Um, Patrick Mahomes went ham, um, and, and he did yeah. it against that team, right? And everybody kind of saw that. Everybody saw Patrick Mahomes really come into form. Um, do you believe that's real? Is he somebody who I should be looking to to? you know, got buy into, or is he a sell high candidate? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's, it's what you can get for him in terms of sell high. Like, I've seen trades where somebody traded Patrick Mahomes for DeAndre Hopkins straight up. So wow. if you can do that, do that. Because... Okay. <laughs> so if you can trade Mahomes for DeAndre Hopkins, I would suggest accepting that trade and then continuing on your day and, you know, patting yourself on the back because you sir, are a winner for today. Um, but for, for Patrick Mahomes, I mean, if you have him, you know, continue to use him, but trade him for a, an elite wide receiver or running back if you can. I mean, he's, there's no way he's going to be able to keep up the, the pace that he's at. You know, he's thrown 10 touchdowns in two games. He's not going to throw 80 touchdowns this season. That, that's not going to happen. Um, is he still going to be a good quarterback? Yeah. But at the same time, there are so many quarterbacks that can put up great numbers on a week-to-week basis 
that you're going to find yourself, wow, I could have moved Mahomes while he was, like, at his peak. Like, people, you just look at Mahomes, people get are, are just going bonkers for him right now. And why wouldn't you? He's thrown eight touchdowns. It's all about recency bias. And a guy that's thrown six touchdowns, I mean, it's like it's like almost hard for me to be like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, man, like, i got to trade for Mahomes, but then i got to, like, stop myself. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I can't do that. Like, but, like, it's hard when you have a guy that's, just done so well, and he's made it look so easy. And especially, again, with with another great matchup, you know, playing the 49ers, it's, it just seems like uh, – so, yeah, I mean, I'm a definitely a sell, sell guy um, in terms of Mahomes because the quarterback position is just so deep. I mean, if you can flip him for, you know, a Phillip Rivers and a uh, another receiver running back, like, do it all day. So you would be all for a Patrick Mahomes – and, oh, this is a good question really quick, right? And not to put you on the spot, I, I just want to throw this out here, right? If somebody, if you had Patrick Mahomes and somebody would say, you know what, Ben, I'll give you Drew Brees and Brandon Cooks for Patrick Mahomes right now, are you taking that and patting yourself on the back in a PPR? Yeah, yes, I, yeah, I'm taking that, yeah, because that gives me Drew Brees, <laughs> quarterback one, and I get Brandon Cooks, who is a, a you know, a high-end wide receiver two that, you know, has a lot of upside, you know, with the Rams. So, yeah, I mean, especially, you know, if I'm hurting at the receiver position and, and Brandon Cooks goes in and slots me as a starter, I mean, for in that way, I get, I'm get i getting two starters for one. Um, and there are going to be weeks where Breeze puts up just as many points as Mahomes. So, and, and, and don't forget, Mahomes has, uh, and, and Mahomes hasn't been, you know, I wouldn't say battle-tested yet. I mean, he's played the Chargers on the road. The Chargers have a good defense, but, there was no Joey Bosa that was playing, and he's playing when, – when teams play at the Chargers, it really means they're playing, you know, in a soccer stadium where there are no Chargers fans because they don't have a stadium. So I don't really consider it a real road game. And, and then we just, talked about Pitts, we just talked about Pittsburgh. Um, they were playing without their best corner, Joe Hayden, again. Um, obviously, Pittsburgh's a tough place to play, but – Still not a defense that's super scary. I mean, the biggest matchup for Mahomes coming up is week five when they play Jacksonville. So that's a game that very looking forward to watching. So that'll tell us all we need to know about Patrick Mahomes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, so who do you expect to have – um, who are some guaranteed producers this week? Like, based on their matchups, you think, hey, these guys are, are almost guaranteed to, to come away um, with high production. Yeah, so so some of the guys that I really like, so starting off is Corey Clement um, on the Eagles. So Corey Clement, he's a guy that may or may not be on your waiver wire, so that's something that you definitely want to check out, you know, as you're putting in your waiver wire request tonight, but Corey Clement played really well last week because of all the injuries. He got a lot of reps because Darren Sproles is hurt. I mean, Darren Sproles probably hurt himself walking out of his uh, his walker because he's like he's like a fossil now at this point. And Jay Ajayi, <laughs> Jay Ajayi is just a is just an injury waiting to happen. I mean, Jay Ajayi is almost like oh. the RG three of the running back position, which sucks because I, I have, a, you know, a decent amount of J.H.I. In, in some of my leagues. But J.H.I. is banged up. They're saying that his back is going to keep him out week three. And they have Carson Wentz coming back. So you've got to believe that Carson Wentz is going to help the Eagles move the ball, but he's probably going to rely on his running backs, you know, short dump-off passes, 
um, because he may be a little hesitant with his legs. So I really like Corey Clement. You know, as a guy, you can start a plug-and-play at the running back position if you know you're a Le'Veon Bell owner and you don't have any running backs because Le'Veon Bell doesn't decide to show up to work. Um, and then in DFS as well, Corey Clement is going to be probably cheap. You know, he's a plug-and-play running back, and he's playing the Colts. I mean, the Colts' defense is nothing that I'm super afraid of, and I think they gave up, like, what was it, like, it must have been, like, 50 receptions to Chris Thompson last week. I think it was, like, so they're just, Corey Clement, PPR leagues is just a, a crazy good matchup. All right, awesome, awesome. Um, is there anybody else who you're seeing as, like, somebody who's a possible um, good guarantee guy? So another guy, and, and not to bring it back to, you know, the Patrick Mahomes, but it seems like he's just a very popular guy to talk about nowadays, um, is Jimmy Garoppolo. So in week three, the, the Chiefs are playing the 49ers, and that's going to match up Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo um, head-to-head. And the way that the Chiefs basically operate is they're going to put up 40 points, and it's going to be up to your offense to either lose and score 39 or win the game and score 41. So Garoppolo is going to have a chance to, you know, basically whip it against a, a very, very poor Chiefs defense. So I think that if you have Garoppolo, that you need to play him this week. I know a lot of guys, uh, somebody was asking me on Twitter about Garoppolo versus another quarterback, and I'm just like, no, like, you want to start Garoppolo. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. He's, his matchup is, is too good this week. Um, you know, he's got George Kittle, Pierre Garçon. Hopefully Marquise Goodwin is back. So that would be a huge, you know, boost for Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Um, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo I could even, you know, see starting over a guy like Fitzpatrick this week. Um, I really do like Garoppolo. You know, he definitely is going to produce solid numbers against that Chiefs defense. That is awesome. That's awesome. And those two guys are guaranteed players, but they're also sleepers for some people. Um, are there any deep sleepers? Um, and, and I, and I kind of quote, um, I kind of look at the guy who's a tight end for the um, Seattle Seahawks. Is it, I don't know, Disley? And I, I look that's at him. Exactly, that's exactly where I was going. Will Disley. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Talk to me. You can't diss the Disley. You can't diss this guy. We can't. <laughs> We cannot dismiss him. He's dismissible. Um, Will Disley, even though he caught a touchdown <laughs> on Monday Night Football in 100% garbage time, touchdowns are touchdowns in fantasy football. And you know that there were owners that woke up this morning and lost. They had the fantasy dagger put into them by Will Disley. Will Disley mm-hmm. has won people weeks, and he has destroyed people's dreams. So, But the thing is, Russell Wilson just has – so little weapons to throw to that Will Disley has kind of just forced his hand as a as an option for 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 Russell Wilson. He's only had six catches, Will Disley, in two games, but two of them have gone for touchdowns. And based on the fact that the tight end position is just so bleak and like you can basically start anybody and I mean if you score five points, you're basically a top fifteen tight end. I mean, he's playing the Cowboys. That's the Seahawks playing the Cowboys in week three. And Evan Ingram, you know, had a pretty decent day against the Cowboys. Seven catches for 67 yards last week and a score and a touchdown. So Will Disley, um, again, like Fitzpatrick, I wasn't buying him after week one. I was like, who the hell is this guy, Will Disley? And then he does it again. 
and then this is something I talk about in my waiver wire article. I'm like, you know, you know, you flash once and you disappear, you're fool's gold. You flash once and flash again, you're gold. Pick them up. Will Disley, guys. Trust him. All right, I love it. I love it. Yo, um, tell the people where they can find you, um, where they can connect with you. I see you giving out like free information on Twitter. Um, so we know you already gave us your Twitter handle. Is there anywhere else we can find your article? There are things that you produce. Yeah. So again, so my Twitter handle is at Andrew Erickson underscore. Don't forget the underscore. And then my all of my work, you know, all my fantasy articles that I write, um, you can find on GridironExperts.com. Um, Pro Football Focus, I, you know, continue to do work for them, and I also have content on crowworthy.com, um, where I, you know, do a lot more stuff on DFS, DraftKings, FanDuel, Fantasy Draft, you know, and you name them all. I had it came in a pretty big haul, you know, week one, so if you guys are looking for DFS tips, you want to win some money, you know, you know, read some of my stuff, and obviously, you know, always feel free to, you know, sign into my DMs and, you know, ask me some fantasy questions, or if you want to be bold and, and, and talk out to the whole community, you know, just tweet at me. I I will try to answer as many, you know, start sick questions as I can and um, just, you know, realize that, hey, I do the best I can to help you, but I will not 100% always be right. So if you're going to come back and troll me after I tell you to start the wrong guy, um, I'm pretty familiar with the mute button on Twitter. Awesome, and I love to use it. <laughs> Look, we thank you so much for your time, your information, man. Um, you're, you're gold. You're gold. And I truly, truly appreciate um, everything you brought to the table today. Um, I can't wait to have you back on um, to kind of go through more stuff. And actually, man, there's so many other directions we could have taken this. But, man, what you offered today has been phenomenal. I'd like to say thank you from MTMV Sports and everybody listening. Um, we got better at fantasy football today because of your advice. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. This is Rick Sincere. Y'all have a great day. God bless.